For the last three Sundays, the gospel readings have shown Jesus and the religious authorities from the various branches of Judaism in ongoing confrontation. The high point was reached in today's reading. Jesus went into attack mode. Directing his words to the crowds and his disciples, he told them they must listen to what their religious leaders say because they have the knowledge, but avoid imitating them because their behavior does not mesh with their words. In other words, Jesus publicly labeled the religious leaders as hypocrites. And then he warned, do not be called rabbi. Call no one on earth your father. Do not be called master. This was shocking, incendiary language. In Jesus' day, a rabbi would draw disciples to himself, and they were to be completely subservient to him for whatever years it took to train them. He was their master, to whom they owed absolute obedience in all things. The disciple of Jesus, however, experiences something very different. Jesus calls his disciples, us what? His friends. Yes, we are servants, but our authority to serve derives from our relationship with our supreme friend, Jesus. In the rabbinic system, the time would eventually come when the disciple would become a rabbi in his own right, he was addressed as rabbi, and he functioned independently. Jesus does the opposite. Because he calls us friends, we are always his disciples, and we never operate independently, but always within the community that he personally established, his church. And among the disciples, there is a call to brotherhood, to collegiality, to working together for the common purpose of proclaiming the gospel in word and through acts of faith. How many here have ever been asked the question, why do you Catholics call you a priest father when Jesus says you should not call anyone on earth father? Anyone ever been asked that question? Okay, you have been, okay. I've been asked that any number of times. One day, while I was up in a shopping mall, dressed in civilian clothing, so I, I didn't have a target on me, so to speak, with the collar, since civil, civilian clothing, I was approached by a team of two people passing out religious literature. I usually avoid these people like the plague as best as I can. Now, I don't know why they picked me out. They usually do. They asked what church I belong to. I said, I'm a Catholic. Quickly, the question popped up, did you know that Jesus forbids you calling your priest or any other man father? And they quoted today's gospel text, and I could not wait to remove the smug look on their faces. I asked them, what do you call your father? Not accustomed to being questioned, one of them said, well, dad. I said, okay, so as long as you call him dad and not father, you're obeying Jesus? And he said, well, yeah. And I said, what sheer hypocrisy. The very kind Jesus took aim at in the gospel. 
Then I ask, when you fill out an application and you have to put your parents' names in, what do you do for the one that says father? There's no answer. You see how ridiculous this line of thinking can quickly become. So what does Jesus mean when he says, call no one on earth your father? Or do not use the word rabbi or master for anyone. He is using a common teaching technique among the ancients. It was called hyperbole, a deliberate gross exaggeration that was designed to just shock the daylights out of you and then make you think. The titles of father and teacher or rabbi are not rejected by Jesus, but they are to be given to those who deserve them. The word father, for example, is used in the New Testament a number of times. Paul, for example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15 says, For though you have meant countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Paul earned the right to be called father through the ministry of preaching the gospel. Likewise, the word teacher is used in the New Testament. In John chapter 3, verse 10, Jesus showed tremendous respect for Nicodemus by calling him a teacher of Israel. The book of Acts refers to teachers in the church in chapter 13, verse 1. In Paul's second letter to the disciple Timothy, chapter 1, verse 11, he writes, For this gospel I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, and therefore I suffer as I do. In his letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 11, Paul makes it clear that Jesus offers various gifts to his church so that, quote, some should be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers, close quote. Clearly, Jesus does not reject the use of titles, but they are not to be casually given. They are to be earned. An emotionally painful case in point. One day a man asked to speak with me. Trapped in a dark world of drugs, he had abandoned his wife and son, never having contact with his son or providing any level of support. Out of the blue, he contacted his son, now an adult. The encounter, as you could imagine, was difficult and tense. The man told me that at one point the son was in the position of having to introduce him and the man who raised him. The son introduced his biological father as his biological parent. Notice the absence of the word father. And affectionately draping his arm around the shoulder of the adoptive father, the man said, this is my father. Well, the man told me he was deeply hurt that his son should have introduced him as his father. I acknowledge that the situation had to have been very painful for him. But the simple truth is, he had lost the right 
to be called father when he abandoned his son. I realize in the politically correct atmosphere we have today, that's considered bad, that's considered awful, that's hurtful, that, that's, that's destructive. But it's the truth. It was the man who woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning when the boy was sick. The man who checked under the bed and checked through the closets to look for monsters before bedtime. The man who read bedtime stories. The man who helped the boy's homework. The man who went to the boy's games to cheer him on. The man who had those critical talks to prepare the boy for the many physical and emotional changes to prepare the boy to transition from boyhood to adolescence and to manhood. The man who taught him how to shave. The man who held him accountable for his actions the man who helped him navigate the mysterious world of women. That man was called Dad because he earned it through the decades of love expressed in action. Jesus used deliberate exaggeration to make us think critically about the words we use so easily teacher, father. He does not reject the use of the titles, but within his church, his community of his disciples, these titles are to be earned, not simply given, and certainly not to be expected.